Glad you're with us today, Jim. Thanks for being back on the show. Um, when we look through the numbers and, and, and a big move for the stock to the downside, double digits, um, what do we maybe missing? Because, you know, when I comb through them, obviously you're lowering guidance for the June quarter and fiscal year, basically, that ends September of 2021. What are, what are some of the current hurdles? Yeah, first of all, Nicole, thanks for having me back on. And um, as always, as we learned uh, through many years, the market is the market and will always be the market. And as you pointed out, our stock over the last year has been up over 200%. And what we're doing is obviously focusing on the things that we control, and that's continue to drive operations and continue to service our customers. And if you look back at our second quarter that we just announced yesterday, we really had an incredible quarter. I'm extremely pleased with the results. We're gaining momentum. Our results have never been stronger. Our pipeline has never been greater. And in fact, as you take a look, our business continues really to outperform even my expectations. And it really is a true testament to our brand, our digital capabilities, the transformation of our company to cloud, and really the, the ability to handle global customers and really complex large enterprises. So we spent a lot of time reshaping our portfolio. We spent a lot of time really driving new capabilities to be a leader in the enterprise communication and collaboration space. Yeah, I think I think you're making a great point because um, when we look at what's happened with Avaya, people have looked at Avaya. First of all, you make a. I love that you're bringing up how well the stock has done, and I know that you have a wonderful group of, of customers that you service and the operations and the pipeline that you just discussed, which has really great potential going forward, Jim. So thank you for bringing that to us. But Avaya, you know, goes all the way back. It was spun off in 2000 by Lucent itself and AT. T spin out. It's, you know, the articles were saying that it's now getting some traction and it's push into cloud-based communication services. And I think, you know, the question now becomes is will there be a demand for the Avaya products that, or a hybrid model? I know you talked about a great pipeline. Tell me about the future here. Yeah, you know, we, um, we've spent a lot of time over the last uh, couple of years, we've put together a three-pronged strategy one is to, to grow the overall business, which we did. Obviously, we beat the high end of the guidance for the third consecutive quarter's revenue in cloud. Last quarter was up 17%. And more importantly, we raised our guidance for the full year. And in, in talking and moving to the cloud and recurring revenues, that's really been a real strength for us. And the fact of the matter is, as you t at the end of last quarter, 66% of our revenues now are recurring revenues, um, whereby two years ago it was in the, the mid-50s. We grew 31% sequentially in recurring revenue and up 400% from a year ago. And it's a testament to the, to the strategy that we laid out, as I mentioned, and we're doing it being profitable. And our EBITDA was 24% of revenue. And Nicole, that was up 220 basis points from just a year ago. So no matter whether you look at the profitability, the growth, how we are reshaping and transitioning Avaya from once was a hardware sort of legacy company to now one that's driving AI, collaboration, cloud across the entire global uh, footprint of our customers. You know, we're pretty excited about, about our opportunities. And more importantly, as you look at our pipeline, as I mentioned, it's really never been as strong as it has been today. So the opportunity, we're in the very early innings and the opportunity is in front of us and we'll execute to achieve I yeah, and I, I'm glad you pointed out the profitability because that's such an, a key point. And then to see that recurring revenue 
growing in that way is significant. And if you can keep on that kind of trend over the next year or two or five, um, that would be stellar. How hard would it be to do that? What is the growth outlook? I know you already have some great um, customers that are quite notable, Dell and Apple and Comcast and CVS under your umbrella. But what's the growth outlook in the near term and then way beyond? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. So first of all, our recurring revenues were $344 million at the end of our second fiscal quarter. We have gone out and said that we're going to be a billion dollars in the next uh, in the next 18 months. So we're on that trajectory. And in fact, we're hopeful that we can pull the trajectory in. And a proof point of that about our market share and really about our resiliency and traction in the large enterprise, for the fourth consecutive quarter, Nicole, we signed over 100 customers with a contract value greater than a million dollars. And for the third straight quarter, we gained 1,500 new customers, really displacing our competitors. So further proof points that our technology is what customers want, and then frankly, it's fit for, uh, for purpose. So we're, we're, we're excited about the opportunity to keep that momentum and continue to drive ARR, which is really a true reflection of a software services company. And if I might, Last quarter, we achieved over 90% software and services, that percent of revenue. So a real transition uh, from what the, uh, the, the revenue uh, construct was in the previous few years. Jim, I almost feel like asking you as a friend because I don't understand. What I don't understand is this seems like the best company, right? You have the best customers. You have recurring revenue growth. You see profitability. You just signed on more than 100 customers at the, you know, that big dollar amount. The growth projection looks great, and the pipeline is stellar. Why did you need to lower guidance just right here in the near term? What did I miss? And so well, I guess actually, it's just a blip, right? Is no, that what the, the deal is? Well, actually, the lower the guidance was in EPS. And that's a blessing and a curse. And the real reason for that, Nicole, is we added additional shares into the market because of our acceleration in stock price based upon uh, stock options and some of the previous covenants when we became a public company three years ago. Those are now in the money. So it's more, it's really, as I said, a blessing and a curse because now our total available shares is somewhere between 87 and 89 million, where before, based upon the acceleration of our stock price, it was in the low 80 million range. So nothing to do mm. operationally at all. It's more financial. And now the fact that we have more shares in the market based on our on our elevated uh, stock price, which we still think has tremendous room to grow. So that's kind of the, the that's the, the reason why, you know, we adjusted our. I get it. Forward. 